Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. A life of peace and joy and hope is intimately tied to one's ability to connect well in relationships. And when you've experienced trauma or addiction or shame, this skill can seem virtually impossible to imagine. In today's episode, Stephen brings a multitude of comments made by men who struggle to connect well in their relationships. We unpack these comments in hope of helping you gain insight into your own connecting skills and make appropriate tweaks to improve. For more resources to help you heal and grow in your emotional skills, visit BeBroken.org or check out links in today's show notes. And would you please rate and review the podcast after listening? Because, man, this really does help other people to find it. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken, and we exist to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. Now, let's unpack how we can connect better. All right, Stephen Cervantes here is here in the building. Together again. Yeah, you doing all right today? I am blessed, thank you, mightily blessed. Hey, you know what I just noticed is you have a little bit of a patterned shirt on today. <laughs> you know, normally it's the crisp, white, clean. So uh, I love white shirts, and I don't know if I've ever told the story. At one point, I just love white shirts. I have 25 white shirts, and I said, that's too many. You know, you got to move them. <laughs> And uh, and and if I don't wear a white one, I'll put a little some lines in it. You know, it's like it's pretty close. See, I can really stretch and grow. That's fine. Because my white shirt, my khaki pants—that's my uniform. Mm-hmm. You know, just put on your uniform and go to work. It's kind of like Steve Jobs. You know, he only had one outfit, and there you have, go. Me to... and Jobs are like exactly. This. Yeah. I love this. Thank you, sir. Yeah. So let's uh, today we're going to talk about you know. Ask, trying to answer the question, why don't I connect better? So why don't you set that up for us and tell us where yeah. we're going to go? Why don't you connect better? And why don't I connect better? And why aren't you a better connector? And and why don't you engage me and talk better? And it's like, oh man, can you ask a better question, easier question, not that question? And so I was thinking. It's like asking a guy who has allergies. Why can't you just breathe better? (laughs) Well, I got a cough and wheeze. I got phlegm and the passageways are blocked. And I try my sprayers and inhalers and and I can't breathe. And when you're asking me to do something, it's almost impossible. Why don't you just breathe better? It's like, I wish I could, but I can't. That's my first attempt at an answer. From the guy that doesn't do it is like, no, you're asking the impossible, mm-hmm. you know. And then after a while, I lined up all the comments made by these guys. So I'm going to roll a bunch of comments out okay. of the thinking of a guy who cannot connect with his wife. What, what is he thinking? What does he say? So I'm going to make the statement. Then you're going to comment. Okay. Because we're trying to explore the thinking process of a guy who just doesn't, he he got the dating part down, uh, he got a little romance down, he got her to say, I do, at the same time, he said, I do, and and we got married. Mm -hmm. But now she says, why don't you connect with me, join me, partner with me, why aren't we in the same space? Mm -hmm. And so here are the comments that those men would make. Number one, I never had a role model. Nobody ever taught me. My parents never enjoyed each other. 
They never sat and talked. Dad lived in one room watching TV. Mom was in the other room making stuff. And nobody talked to my house. I don't have a role model. How, how do you think I'm going to be good at talking when for the first 20 years of my life, we got by just fine with minimal talking? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, that's a tough one because um, there is a there is a lot of legitimacy to that, right? Yeah. Because it's true. There's a sense in which I was I was learning, I was imprinted on by a dad who did not know how to connect. Oh. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like I could start to have a theme of answers here that kind of have a similar thread because one of the first things that pops into my head is, okay, so you had a poor role model. Um, does that mean that you must then? stay stuck in whatever that role model did or did not teach you. And the reason I think there's going to be a theme is because the theme is going to be, well, you got to get on a learning and growth mission now. So what does it look like? Are there, are there no men in your life now to whatever degree in the, in a church or maybe in a, you know, community or maybe even at your work that you, that model this well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all good stuff. But I got to tell you, I didn't know I was supposed to connect most of my life. I didn't know Mm -hmm. that was part of my assignment. I didn't see it modeled. How's it supposed to be in my head? And now you tell me, and look, I didn't know. Okay, I didn't know. I have not known. Okay, that's my answer. Um, well, obviously, the fact that you're stating it in that way now means that somewhere along the way, maybe even right now, you've come to recognize that you do need to connect. Mm. So even though you were completely ignorant, you aren't any longer. So you can't claim ignorance any longer because... For you to even say, hey, I didn't know that I was supposed to connect. Well, why would you ask that question? Or why would you make that statement? Because now, somewhere along the way, somebody, probably your wife, said, we need to connect better. I need to hear from you. You need to talk to me. And so there's a sense in which the ignorance has been broken, even if you don't know what to do about it right now. Okay, well, let me just tell you what I'm good at. Okay, let's start there. I'm good at surviving. Got through all kinds of things. Nothing's taken me out. I survive. And I've had to make adjustments. And so I cope. I cope. I do workarounds. I survive. I, I get through. Okay? I get through things. That's what I do. That's my strength. That's my superpower. Mm-hmm. I survive. I, I, I get knocked down. I get back up. Okay? That's what I do. Yeah. And, you know, the first thing I would say to that is, I find that incredibly commendable that you have survived to this point, that you have, you know, gotten back up when you've gotten knocked down. I don't want to, I don't want to put that down as a negative quality. And now I think all that's being, all you're being invited into now is not to say, Hey, stop being a survivor. Stop being a guy that's resilient. Stop being somebody that keeps getting up. But the idea is there's an enriching that can go even beyond survival. And you're being invited into that next stage. And in fact, I would say bring all of that strength that you have that says, I don't quit. I don't give up. Mm -hmm. Bring that into 
learning how to connect, I think it'll make you a phenomenal connector. <laughs> oh, gosh. If you... Okay, okay, okay. But <laughs> I don't know this connecting thing. I don't know the language. Okay, I don't know. I haven't experienced, I haven't practiced this language of connecting. It's foreign. You, you want to speak a foreign language? Okay, go take a class. I don't understand the language of connecting, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I get that, and um, I would say that this is where there is a, there's a learning curve for sure. And uh, the reality that you're talking to me means that you understand at least some aspect of language. You know how to communicate with another person using words. So like when you have a problem at work, you said you're a survivor, right? So guess what? You've probably used words mm. to survive. You've kept a job. You somehow know how to talk whenever. Th- this is a different uh, way of using a skill that you already have. You know how to speak words. It's a different way of doing that that is going to connect you to your wife. But, you know, I hear a lot of blah, blah, blah right now. <laughs> you know, my head, he's preaching to me. But, okay, let me tell you the truth, okay? You, you want me to connect and bond to be one? Look, I don't like emotions, okay? Can we get there some other way? Because I don't like emotions. You know, interestingly, you just communicated an emotion. You might not have recognized it, but you just no. took your first step in communicating emotion because you said there's something unpleasant, something that doesn't feel good. Yes. I don't like doing that. Yes. So I just want you to know that without you even realizing it, you've already stepped into emotional conversation. Now, obviously, if you're going to go deeper in this idea of connecting work, you got to become more self-aware of those emotions. And you know what? It's okay for you to keep expressing things like, man, this is uncomfortable. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't like this. It's Those are all valid emotions to share. But that's also part of learning to connect. And you're already on your way because you already expressed that emotion. Okay, but you don't understand this. So let me educate you a little bit, okay? Emotional people are crazy people, okay? <laughs> they break down, they cry, they get weak, right? They are off-center. Nobody likes a crazy, emotional person. So when you invite me into being emotional so I can connect, you understand that's crazy town. Mm-hmm. And that's where you want me to go? Uh, well... I think I would like to invite you to go on a journey of changing your perspective on what you consider to be crazy town. Because what I hear in that, and I could be wrong, and you've been very clear to tell me when I'm wrong, (laughs) but I actually hear a really predominant emotion in you right now because you've labeled everybody that you see as emotional as crazy, right? There's a lot of them out there. So one thing that I think is maybe in your own system that is preventing you from even attempting to go into that is two things. One is you've maybe witnessed a lot of emotional unhealth in terms of how people express their emotions, in terms of how people have maybe wounded you through their emotional expression. The other thing I see is that, you know what? You have legitimate fears about saying, I don't know what it would be like for me 
mm. to actually share emotions. Because again, you mentioned I didn't have anybody model it for you. Maybe you've had a lot of negative emotional expression in your life. And so listen, this is a big, scary you know, and it's easier well, to label people than it is to actually say, I need that. But that's all really good. But I don't know if you're hearing this. So I'm going to make it real simple. Emotions are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Dangerous. You understand? People lose control when they get emotional. You've seen them. The groceries are, they yell at the clerk, these emotional people. You know, they throw fits. They threaten. Emotions are dangerous. Why in the world go there? Okay, pause for just a second. I need to do a little parenthetical here. (laughs) This is really hard for me because all I want to do to every single thing you're saying is go into counselor mode and ask you questions about your past, your childhood, your, I mean, so anyway, it's hard to just give answers to these things. Because <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as I hear a guy say emotions are dangerous, I'm like, you have pain in your past. Amen. I mean, you have yeah. some significant issues where somebody's broken, has got dumped yeah. on you. And so for you, you're like, I'm staying away from that, that, you know, dumpster fire. I'm not yeah. going near that, you know? No, see, and I think you're learning me, but you understand there's a program inside me. It's not a simple Go blow your nose and right. start breathing. Just start connecting. Yeah, just yeah. start connecting. Just start today. It's like there's this story, there's history, this pain. And these are comments that men have made and will make and you will hear. So I'll try to answer the question or the statement of emotions are dangerous. You've gone there. You said they're dangerous. So my, my response to that would be that, uh, you know what, in some ways they can definitely feel that way. Think about it this way. If you were, if you have never, ever in your life done fill in the blank with whatever the task may be, doesn't it feel dangerous at first to try to attempt that? Yes. Uh-huh. It's like I have no point of reference. I have no context for knowing how to actually do that thing. So there is a sense of panic. There's a sense of like hyperventilation that happens because I don't know how to do that. So you know what? I'm not even going to disagree with you on the idea that emotions are dangerous. Okay. So while you're talking, this thought occurred to me. I think I know I'm scared because you're inviting me into my own pain. You want me to go find my pain, touch my pain, experience my pain i don't want to do that Mm -hmm. if that's what it's going to take i don't want to connect with you yeah i get it because you told me you're a survivor right part of survival is going to be hiding and masking things that we simply don't want to deal with but you know my my question back to you would be has has sort of hiding and dismissing and ignoring Mm -hmm. that pain made it go away like made it lessen no survive it's hope, still part live. of you yeah so survive, i think i think live. Can, you might discover that connecting is a way for you to process that pain out to where it doesn't have the same kind of control maybe over you i the think same people way. have tried that before they try to get me to feel my pain they go, well, if you feel your pain you'll feel my pain it's like that's a bunch of caca why do i want to why do I don't want to go to my pain, and I don't want to go to your pain, okay? So why do we have to do that? Well, what are, what's the alternative? Are you going to say that you want to live with your pain the rest of your life? Okay. I have lived disconnected my whole life. I'll mm-hmm. use your language, okay? 
It's what I know. It's what I do. You're trying to push me in some place or make me see some place or do something. I've lived all my life from childhood as a loner, surviving, coping. I don't have a lot of peace and rest and joy in my soul. Okay? I survive. And I live disconnected. And everything else scares me. Yeah. Well, and that's the that's the beauty of being a human being is mm. you can choose. So there's nobody forcing you to connect. Of course, you know, your wife may like it. And you have a choice. You, you always have a choice. And so but I hate deep emotional questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sooner or later, I do a lot of small talk. And I change the subject and I talk about things I like that make me look good. But I hate when people ask me a deep emotional question. And that's probably because that you've had very little safety Mm. in your life for those kinds of conversations. Uh, You said you did not have any kind of model for this growing up. So why would you think that connecting could be a safe place you Mm. said that emotions are dangerous you you said emotionally emotional people are crazy you have formulated a very good wall of protection around yourself so that so that and, and in some ways it's almost like you might be to a point where it would be too much of a hit on your pride and your ego to actually let that wall down because Ooh. my identity is a survivor. I get up. I don't let anybody tell me what to do. And it's like, well, if <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I have this other thought about one of my strengths. I freeze up really good. I glaze over, right? I get lost. I get sort of paralyzed when emotions come at me. I just glaze over, freeze up, and want you to go away. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've just noted when you're talking, I came up in me was, I do freeze up. I just lock up, and I hope you go away, and I'll stare at you, and I'll glaze over. I'm not here when you go emotional. And that's survival technique. But can you can you at least recognize that when somebody approaches you who is seeking to connect with you, that even that defense mechanism of you wanting to freeze up and say, I want to escape, I want to go away, is an indicator that on some level, as a human being, you're actually made for connection, but Mm. you just want to ignore it, you want to hide it, you want to run away from it, because when somebody tries to connect with you, when you say, man, I'm glazing over, well, guess what? It's because you're another human being, and you're made for connection, and yet the reaction of saying, I don't want to do that, Mm -hmm. is in some ways an indicator that, that's part of a natural state of being a human being. But why? Why do I have to make this change? Why are you inviting me? Why are you talking me into... Why Why do you think I need to do it? I'm pretty happy. I've lived my life. I'm down the trail some. I got stories like you got stories. And I like golf like you like golf. I, yeah. And, and I, why do I have to do it now? I would. I would maybe push back on you a little bit and try to explore a little bit more of what your definition of happy is. Because even in this conversation, you haven't come across to me as somebody that's really deeply contented, deeply at peace, has a sense of joy. Say it again. What's the first part of what you said? Peace. You might want to really explore the fact that you're you're not as happy as you may think you are. Because even in this conversation, you don't come across to me like somebody that's got a, just a real balance and contented spirit and is really at peace. Okay, I'm going to tell you something. I hate embarrassing myself. (laughs) 
This is so foreign. I'm going to look like a third grader if I try this stuff. You understand? Not only is it risky to enter your emotions, it's also embarrassing to fumble and bumble and stumble into trying to be an emotionally mature man when I'm nine years old yeah. emotionally. Well, no, nobody's going to ask you to step up on a stage in front of 10,000 people and have your first you know, vulnerable conversation in that context, okay? I think there's some safe environments. In fact, you know what? You told me earlier, I'm, I'm adding this to the story. You told me earlier, you've been married for 15 years. You know, you got a wife that's been faithful to you for 15 years. Mm-hmm. She's probably the safest person in your life. And, and I would be willing to bet that maybe if you started to dip your toe into connecting with her a little bit better on this level, I bet, I mean, I don't know, but I bet she might be willing to, to engage that. Yes, but you, yes, but you understand what you're saying. I'm going to embarrass myself, do the unknown, and I know what's going to happen. She's going to want more. I give her a little bit of, it's like a measuring cup. I have a half a cup. I bring it to her and she has a, a gallon jug saying, fill me. It's like, that's, you know, how hard it was to get my little half cup of emotions out. And you want me to fill that gallon jug? You're killing me. Here's the thing. You know what? You just expressed in that the best first step you could take with your wife. You painted a beautiful word picture there, and I think if you shared that with her, that opens the door to her understanding that, hey, listen, you're right. She's going to ask for more. But for a while, you know what? You can only bring a little half cup. And if you express that to her, I think that would go well probably because Mm. she'd realize that you're actually opening yourself up to saying, I'd like to try to bring a half cup as as much as I can. Okay, okay, let me tell you one other thing. <clears throat> I like logic. I like living in my head. I like figuring out things that I can control that are clean and neat and orderly, right? I don't know that I want to do emotional work, really. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've gotten this far, I'm this old, and, and logic and order and patterns and consistency... Why do I have to do emotions? Well, for one thing, I think you got to be careful of creating a false dichotomy. I don't think there is this mutual exclusivity between logic and emotions. In other words, as if emotions can never connect to logic and logic can never connect to emotions. Mm, Okay. You like to stay in your head. That's fine. But you know what? Um, Your emotions can reside up there, too. It's not all just clean lines and everything because let's take... uh, Okay, here's one way that you could maybe do an exercise. <laughs> this, this may sound really crazy. Okay, do a math equation in your head and then say, just ask yourself a silly question. How do I feel about the fact that 2 plus 2 equals 4? Like, does that, does that make me feel peaceful or does that agitate me? Why can't it be 5? You know, you can bring emotion even into logic. And so the idea is, can you bring your logic even into your emotion? It's mm-hmm. like, I, I think, I mean... Little sidebar here too. You've taught me this. Emotions are not random, oh, right? We're patterned right. people. That's right. So even in our emotions, there's patterns there. It's true. So you you probably you probably have more patterns to your emotions than you realize. It's good. And so I think you're probably already halfway there by saying, 
Yes, I'm a logical person, but that doesn't mean you're an emotionless person. Yes, you still have yeah. emotions. So we're trying to, we're stepping out of our role playing here and, and trying to help you understand how difficult this is and how much resistance in there and how limited thinking exists and how much fear mm -hmm. there is to make a change. And if you're not trained well, it's going to take courage and, and getting around people with some skills and getting some material to use and learning some new language and risking. But, but this is what we were made for. We were yeah. really made for oneness, connection, union. Um, and when we, we short ourselves as men so much when we only half live because we shut this part down. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to say in that conversation, but obviously it, it, it would have taken more dialogue and stuff is, the fact that everything we're talking about here in connection is rooted in us being made in the image of God. Yes. It's not good for man to be alone. Like there is right. a sense in which we were designed because we're meant to reflect father, mm -hmm. son, and spirit in a community of oneness that we too, therefore, in order to bear God's image are meant to be part of community. We're meant to connect. And that's why I mentioned when you had said, Hey man, I I don't want to do this. I don't. It's like, well, even that wall going up is an indication that you're actually made for connection. Mm. Why would you need to put a wall up if you are just complete? You can be a completely disconnected person. Oh, that's true. No, they're it's like if somebody's trying to you. connect, they're like, I don't want to connect. Well, why? Because you're realizing I need to connect. Like yeah. I, I I must connect, and yet I don't want to do it. That's and why it's the wall like goes half up. of me wants to go and half right. of me wants to stop. Right. And yeah. well, you recognize when a person is approaching you and seeking to connect that there's a built-in realization that I must also respond and connect. And so the only way that you don't do that is say, I'm going to put a wall here. Yeah. I'm going to glaze over and freeze That's up. That's good. That's good. So Jesus loves emotionally disconnected men mm -hmm. died for him. If this is you, it's okay. Yeah. You can live and die and go to heaven, right? But But part of the work down here, part of the purpose of marriage is to help each other grow into Christ-likeness, into union, into oneness. You can't do this work alone. Right. You have to do it with an emotionally safe person. Well, by definition, you can't connect alone. <laughs> like you have to have another person, right? <laughs> and God loves us no matter what state you're in. But we hope we've challenged you some to think about your beliefs and why emotions are hard mm -hmm. and why people don't change so easily and how come some people hang on so hard to the past? And and I hope you hear the fear in their lives and the poor training and the low role model examples and and a sense that I don't want to embarrass myself. And I, it isn't emotion just this endless deep hole of humanity. Mm. You fall in and, and everybody gets lost in it. And right, you could just hear the pain, the sadness, the fear, the overwhelm. Yeah, and I want to just echo on that. I think it's just it's an important journey to go on. It's a good journey to go on. And and it's also undergirded by what you talked about, the grace of God. Amen. This is a journey. The grace of God gives us the opportunity Amen. to keep fumbling and bumbling along the way of learning how to connect. Mm -hmm. And um and that's really what we're here for too is as a ministry is to help you along this journey. We provide Amen safe, grace-based environments for you to be able to Amen. unpack your story, talk about your history of poor modeling and these different things, the pain, uh, the way that people expressed emotion in your life that showed you that it's dangerous. This is not a safe uh, right. person. And, and we want to help you grow and mature and heal um, as well as be a better 
connector along the way. And also, mm. I would, uh, you know, you said you had all these comments that were made. If you've got some other ones that you go, hey, this is how I've oh, disconnected or the fears that I have around connecting, send those to us. Because we're always learning. We want to learn other ways in which people have struggled. Oh, that's to a great idea. If we missed one, so, tell yeah. us. If you're a great disconnector, tell yeah. us yours. Let us add it to the list. Yeah. So, but, but we're so glad that you've been with us. And uh, we do look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. God bless. Thank you. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.